This is Wrestling is for Girls, a podcast for everyone. On this show, we talk about the relationships, stories, sartorial choices, and whether our hopes and dreams have been dashed or come true each week on Raw, SmackDown, and pay-per-views. My name is Jillian. I am here, as always, with Abigail, the best co-host. How are you, Abigail? I mean, my heart is warm right now. That's really like, nice. Like Thank heartburn? You. or Oh, okay. No, like I, I feel touched in a nice oh. way. Okay. <laughs> well, we have kind of a lot to cover. We're going to talk about Raw and SmackDown as per usual tonight, but we also will be doing our Night of Champions predictions, or should we say Ooh. Afternoon of Champions? <laughs> I feel like it's really hard to talk about how you're going to destroy someone at one o'clock on <laughs> Sunday afternoon or Saturday afternoon. It's so funny because on Raw, like they hadn't done this until raw that i remember it was like saturday afternoon they just kept saying saturday afternoon i think they're really worried people are gonna miss it it's like i'm gonna see you at two on saturday (laughs) in the daylight to kick your ass like i'm sorry that's a terrible threat by the bike rack (laughs) all right so let's jump right into smackdown all right let's smack it down and is and the usual fashion we start with the bloodline However, As we always should. Sans Usos. It's useless right now. It is useless. Um, and just as uh, Roman is about to get warmed up and start doing his blathering as he is wont to do, KO and Sammy interrupt. I haven't, I, I finally had this thought um, about their entrance like every time you know ko comes out first and then every time he like (laughs) he turns around to like look back for sammy it's like the cutest thing in the world i love it so much it's really adorable and every week or twice weekly it happens and i'm like did you see that did you see him do it and my poor husband's like yep just like on monday and last (laughs) friday and on monday it's like i love it it's like a mix of him being like, I'm going to welcome out Sammy. And also like, I don't know what to do with myself. So I'm just going to turn around and look backwards. Like, There's I a good it. chance that Sammy saw like something flashy or moving backstage and might not make it out. So I got to check on him. <laughs> he might have like hyped himself into oblivion. Yes. So KO and Solo are ready to beat each other up because they like to fight. They it are... seems like they should have just let them. Are they foils? Would you call them foils? I really think foils, your foil is your opposite. So like okay, yeah. Sammy could be Solo's foil because he's so joyful. Like Sunshine and, and he Grumpy. He likes to talk. Yes, Sunshine okay. and Grumpy. Yeah. I thought I thought that's what it was. I don't know what I wonder what the term would be then. Just I mean they complement each other, but um so I think it's really funny. So Roman's really mad at Sammy, right? And Sam- and in Sammy's usual style, he's like, I have absolutely nothing to say to you except this really long soliloquy. Thing. <laughs> it's like, it's one of my favorite tropes in any kind of fiction dealing with relationships. I am completely done with you. Let me tell you why we're never going to speak again in extensive detail that will keep us speaking and require yes. a response from you. <laughs> It's so amazing. And he does it every single time. It's like me when you're like, did you have anything else to say about this match? And I'm like, no, but, and then I go on for five minutes. 
It's like being in a graduate class and you haven't been able to talk for a very long time because men have been talking extensively. And, you know, the teacher looks at you and you're like, yeah, so also. And then you just, you take your moment and it's like 25 minutes of stream of consciousness. And then after that, some dude then says exactly the same thing that you said and gets all the recognition for it. Yeah. So the professor's like, that's an excellent point, Ken. Well done. Really insightful. It's like, oh, Ken can go suck a thousand dicks. That'd be an insightful point for him. Clearly, I still have some trauma related to this moment. Oh, my God. Um, No actual Kens were harmed in the making of this podcast. So I really like, I don't know if I wrote this down. I don't know if it was KO who said it or Sammy who said it, but to Roman, but they said, you're not as good as us or the Usos. Sammy said, I, oh no, I think KO said it. It seems like a KO thing to say. I think KO said it and uh, nope, nope. Sammy did say it because I wrote down it was Sammy. Yep. He was dealing out hurtful things. He only regrets not hitting him with a chair sooner. I know. <laughs> Who doesn't have an ex-boss we feel that way about? <laughs> oh, man. I feel like we should make like a line of stickers and t-shirts that are just like, I would definitely hit you with a chair if I could. Mm-hmm. And just, just have a picture of a metal chair. That's all it is. Just a metal folding chair. Sammy was, he was brutal. Yeah. And it was, it was wonderful. He really was my, my, I think one of my favorite parts is like, so Jimmy and Jay come running out and they kind of attack Sammy and KO. And then they're like all proud of themselves. They're doing their usual complete oblivious, like celebration. And they're like, oh yeah, we got rid of them. And then Roman's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? It's like, they are on completely separate. Like they're not even, they're not even same page or separate page. They're just in completely different volumes. I think we have to accept that not the people who portray these characters on television, but the characters of Jimmy and Jay are just two of the biggest meatheads in existence. I love them so much. I do too. They're my favorites. So good. So Roman's super pissed off. He is not amused by any of this. And then later, a little bit later when they're backstage, he delivers one of my favorite lines as he's yelling at, I think he was yelling at Jimmy at that point. Yeah. Do I look like a twin? (laughs) I died! (laughs) Like, it's it's deeply stupid out of context, but in context, it's a blistering insult. Oh my God, it was so funny. I just, oh my God, I love it so much. Do I look like a twin? Thank you, Roman. I think this too was like one of the moments where we've seen him lose his cool the most, where he's not just sort of being this remote emotional abuser with them. He's like ready to slap one of them again, much harder. Yeah. Well, and at the end as they're like transitioning, Michael Cole has to like put a nail in the coffin. He's like, (laughs) The Usos can't do anything right. They're an absolute mess. <laughs> I mean, we're very close to like the Usos come out and instead of their music, all we hear is like <laughs> like I just they really can't do anything right, but they also don't need Michael Cole to rub it in. They're struggling enough. Cole is such a shit sometimes. I love when he, he throws uh, in his two cents. He calls him like he sees him. He really does. Is there anything else I, you'd like to talk about this moment? These moments? There is. 
but okay. it's not super important. Um, did you notice it Roman's is. new shirt? I feel like I did. Can you describe it to me? So the text on the shirt is actually pretty great. It says life's not fair and still pretty rude. Wow. But there's like this cartoon version of Roman Reigns, but he's not Roman Reigns. He's a goat. Like a, like a goat goat. Yeah. With like Mm. the big horns because he's the greatest of all time. Yeah. Get it? It's one of the worst. He has such a long history of shitty shirts. Someone in the creative department hates him. (laughs) Yeah, they're just fucking with him, and he's just like not great at knowing what's a good shirt and what isn't. Like, put it on. It's totally cool. You look amazing. Like that head of the table one that I've seen. I don't think that one's great. Like, it's better than the goat one, but I don't know that the head of the table one's great either. There's one where he kind of looks like a mafia guy or something. And that's the one. That's the yeah. I yeah. hate that one. Yeah, like Paul Heyman's behind. He's like wearing a suit at a table, and Paul Heyman's behind him. And there's another one. Wasn't he like the dog for a while? So wasn't there some he like was the dog big stuff? dog? Yeah, he was God, the big that. dog. I hated that so much. The absolute worst. The dorkiest. The yeah, saddest. It really was. So, yeah, I just, I wanted to share that. Thank you. you. I'm glad you did. Thank you. Speaking of poor sartorial choices. (laughs) Next up, we see the Brawling Brutes versus Pretty Deadly. What did you think about their little shirts? I wrote down, they're shrugs. I can't. (laughs) They're like front shrugs. They're so bizarre. Like if a shrug covered your boobs and left your back open, I yeah, it's really weird. It's very strange. Um, I have to say, it, this didn't feel like a squash match, which was nice because I feel like a lot of the like, hey, it's their first time wrestling on this show since we brought them up from NXT squash match. This Absolutely. was actually kind of like an interesting match. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I enjoyed this a lot. I feel like the brutes are kind of getting back back seated i don't know what the word is like well for a while they definitely were when it was drew and the drew and shamo show yeah so that was kind of nice just to see this match um your uh someday husband wade barrett said this show just became friday night snacked <laughs> uh my guy was on <laughs> he was just on fire like i don't know what was going on with him he also so michael cole had a good one he said that pretty deadly has hypoallergenic masculinity i am still struggling with that mentally um but then (laughs) i don't know what that means my honey came back with uh that pretty deadly was thrown out of the chippendales for being too damn sexy He also, you know, Seamus came back and said he's still waiting to find out who is pretty and who is deadly, where my future husband maintained that they are both beautiful. Mm -hmm. And he said that they were the face of a dating app and he wants to go on that dating app. And that's where Seamus lost it and was like, dude, this is too much. You're you're revealing too much too soon. (laughs) That was amazing. Literally, we left the segment. He was still freaking out 
about how bad he has the hots for Pretty Deadly. I feel like Wade needs to go on some dates. Yeah. With some Yeah, guys. I agree. Because Oh, that's not where I was going. Oh. <laughs> uh, did you think I meant with you? Yeah, because I'm, I'm just sorry. a girl standing in front of a SmackDown commentator asking him to think she's as wonderful as Pete thinks Pretty Deadly is. Yeah, and I'm I don't not know. getting anywhere. Because if You're it's right, not Pretty though. Deadly, it's Los Angeles night he's going on and on about. He needs to get on that dating app and find him some love. And I hope that he does because we all deserve to be loved in this world, even if it's not loved by me. I just hope that his spouse like is aware of what's going on and can have Unless... some like, consent in this situation. <laughs> Unless his spouse is very indifferent to his professional life, I don't see how they could be in the dark. But I suppose <laughs> where there's a will, there's a way. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm looking forward to seeing Pretty Deadly wrestle some more. I kind of want to see them up against some, like, harder teams. I don't know, like, more advanced yeah. teams just to see how they operate. Um, Butch is joint manipulation always just cracks me up so <laughs> I, I feel bad that i think it's so silly because i'm sure like you know you could really do some damage to people's fingers and stuff but like it just feels so silly to me you can't even say you could really do some damage to people's fingers and stuff with a straight face and i don't mean you personally i mean anybody can't do that so. <laughs> i mean in in a real combat situation where you wanted to fuck some people up you could probably do some serious joint damage just by doing that shit that he does but look if i was in a fight in an alley behind a bar i want butch on my side yeah totally i'd be like but if cool. i am like choreographing a wrestling match i'm gonna leave the joint manipulation on the table <laughs> exactly those are my feelings you ready to move forward a little bit here i mean i am always moving forward yeah oh I've well, we mentioned today. <laughs> we mentioned our boy Los Angeles Knight, and lo and behold, a little bit later we see him in a match with Rick Boogs against yeah. the Street Profits. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a bad one. That was kind of high pitched. No, I loved it. the The look on Los Angeles's face, like when trying to manage slash deal with Rick Boogs, was like exactly how i feel like i i've said this before but like rick boogs unsettles me on a level uh -huh. that i can't really grasp or understand yeah. it's like it's an it's not an uncanny valley thing but i'm not sure how else to describe it and i think everyone else is weirded out by him too i think there's just there's something about him that feels really weird. There's something about his look that's really weird. Mm -hmm. His energy is really weird. And he reminds me, have you ever seen Central Intelligence with The Rock and Kevin Hart? I think I did. It's deeply stupid, but like The Rock's character, there's just something wrong with him. Okay. Like, he's just weird, and he'll say things that are supposed to be funny, but are just deeply off-putting. And, like, he'll do nice things, but they feel wrong because he's weird and creepy. Hmm. Oh. And I feel... I might have watched that on a plane. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. But I feel like that's the energy that Rick Boogs has, where everything he does, I'm like, stop. Yes, off-putting is a really yeah. good way to describe it. Yeah. Ugh. 
He looks like big Freddie Mercury, but he embodies none of the wonderful qualities of Freddie Mercury. It's sad. Hate it. So, I mean, this the outcome of this match was not at all surprising. Uh, the Street Profits are too good for this poor shit. They really are. and But I'm also kind of sad because it's like, I would like Los Angeles to be on a hot streak or to get something good going. I don't want them to be, you know, dr- the dregs of the mid card. Would you like to see him continue his quest for tag title gold? With different uh... partners until he finds a good one? No, I think because he's not a tag person. Like, Los Angeles does not know how to work with other people. Los Angeles is a lone wolf. This is my feeling. Like, Los Angeles is not the guy to uplift others. No. Except Wade Barrett. I mean, he lifts his feelings to the ceiling. But that's true. (laughs) I do think if they did a thing where, like, you know, for two or three weeks, he keeps finding these tag partners who are laughably awful, and it ends with him beating them all up. And then, like, what if he just finds a real rank asshole who kind of, like, completes him? Oh, that would be nice. Yeah. Would that be now, awesome I don't know theory? Who... No. <laughs> Bad. No. Oh. Oh, I hope not. I mean, rank asshole, right? Yeah, not that rank. But yeah, that. Yeah, street profits are better than this. Yes. Like, why don't they have a title match yet? I I think that's a really good question. I would like to have some answers on that too, Dad. Like. I mean, I don't know why we're trying to look for answers. There's still so many unanswered questions, Dad. And I feel like we're getting a little bit back to that dangerous territory when other than the like, big-ticket storylines, everything feels like it's slips of paper pulled out of a punch bowl. I don't like it. This, I don't know if I mentioned it to you. And, and this could be because it's like pre-pay-per-view lead-up. Right, and there's a lot of garbage in a pre-pay-per-view lead-up because it's like... There's not a lot of storyline stuff they're going to move. You know, it's just like kind of a stagnant part. But like mm-hmm. this week really felt to me very Vincey. And I was like, <laughs> I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I felt like it had the stink of a dyed greasy mustache all over it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the thing is the time leading up to a pay-per-view ought to be a time to wrap up your storylines and for people you're going to feature who don't have a pay-per-view storyline, start sowing the yes. seeds of where they're going after it. And I, Night of Champions is weird, right? Because, and I don't know how this one will play out, but previously we've treated Night of Champions like what happens in Jeddah stays in Jeddah. <laughs> yeah. So like it I don't know. actually happen. Nothing. Right? Like, like, it was fake. Just pretend. We don't know. It's different. You didn't see any of that. Pay we no were putting mind on a play. the man behind the curtain. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it, it's, I guess, like, let's see what happens the Monday after Night of Champions, but yeah, I'm not feeling great about some things. I'm not either, and um, I'm really hoping we're not in for some garbage. I don't know if maybe this is just suffering from, like, SummerSlam's coming, you know, so it's just, yeah. like, I don't know. Uh, after this, after Backlash, or sorry, after... Night of Champions. I think there's one more pay-per-view before SummerSlam. It's Money in the Bank, right? It's Money in the Bank, yeah, because we were watching Raw and the Money in the Bank thing came on and I was like, hold your GD horses because like... (laughs) Let's get through this one. 
Oh, that's right. It is in England. That's also going to be an afternoon of money in the bank. <laughs> Afternoons are all right for fighting. I mean, I'm not mad about it because no. being the perpetual old lady that I am, I love that I can watch my wrestling and be done in time for dinner. Right? It's like the appeal of the afternoon uh, senior special. I am all about it. I am here for it. Give me the early bird. Exactly. Give me that blue plate special. <laughs> okay, so I want to go ahead, uh, skip ahead a little bit to our favorite weirdo couple, Carrion and Scarlet. Yeah. Um, they're just being spooky. Mm-hmm, as and there's they actually do. A, a question I had, I think, last week, and I forgot to ask you, so I'll, I'll tie that in here. But so they have a new tarot card. Yeah. And again, I'm like, can we please sell this in the motherfucking shop? And this time the tarot card is for Alan Jackson Styles. So basically. <laughs> I know that's not his real name, but he is now Alan Jackson Styles to me. What if it was and he called his finisher the Chattahoochee? His name actually is Alan, isn't it? Yeah. Someone called. Oh, my God. What if it is Alan Jackson Styles? I would look this up last week Did we? because I was like, his name is Lloyd, which it is not. <laughs> that is a fallacy that I perpetrated. Okay. I'm looking it up. What were you going to say though? Well, now all I can think about is Alan Jackson. So, okay. <laughs> I feel like it is a Neil. big tease with these Neil. Alan Neil Jones. I like Alan Jackson styles better. Yeah, I I think he should go with that and also get like some blonde curls and a mustache, <laughs> Alan Jackson style, and a white cowboy hat. Now, if he does that, he runs oh, the yeah. risk of looking like a Jeff Jarrett cosplayer. But I think the risk is worth taking. I mean, I would be interested. Mm-hmm. So now they're coming for Alan Jackson. I <laughs> <laughs> I have a question. You know how there was always like Carrion's always like TikTok. Yeah. Do you know where this came from? What the genesis of their like time thing or TikTok thing or whatever? Because like, I understand that that's like been a thing for a while, right? They've said that all along, but it's like, how yes. does that tie into the tarot cards? How does that tie into spookiness? I don't know if you have any thoughts about that. I mean, what if like, he's like, I want a like a spooky, mysterious gimmick. And Scarlet's like, well, I have a witchy vibe and I can bring the tarot cards. And he's like looking around and he doesn't know what to do. And he sees a clock. He's like, clocks are also spooky. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, honey, that's sure. so proud of you because you're so creative. Oh, amazing. I have no idea. All that is to say no idea. <laughs> okay. That's fair. So that was a fun little interlude. We'll see what happens with this because they're coming for Alan Jackson. But it's going to be um, hotter than a hoochie coochie up here. <laughs> oh my God. He's going to learn how to swim and learn who he was. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm going to skip ahead a little bit to the man we love to hate, A Town Clown, AKA oh, yeah. Austin Theory. Yeah. So <laughs> I was like so annoyed by him. That the notes I took, like, you know, in his stupid fucking intro when he's like two fingers, he's got his four fingers in the air like a fucking airline attendant. And I just said, like, who the fuck is he talking to? Like, he just stands there with his stupid fingers in the air and he's talking to someone or to no one. But I like, who's he? Is he pumping himself up? I Are we supposed to hear him? I don't get it. 
when he does that pose, I think he looks like Jim Rat Nixon. And I'm just like, this is ridiculous and I hate it. And I, I don't care what you're saying, Austin. I just don't. I hate it. Well, and then, of course, Austin Theory Live is, you know, having another appearance. And I just don't understand why they keep letting him talk. Like, right. he's not good at it. I'm like, not suggesting this because I want him to get over, but maybe when the bloodline disintegrates, it's time for him to be a Paul Heyman guy just so he shuts up. Yeah. Yeah. Or like sit him down and have him watch some tapes. See how Paul right. Heyman does it? Just do that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, look at all the different ways you can be a great talker. You can be John Cena. You can be Paul Heyman. You can be Cody Rhodes. You've got a lot of options. You don't need to be clever, dude. Like, no one's no. asking you to be clever. And I think that's what it is. I think he's trying too hard to be clever and be like yeah. snappy retorts, and he can't do it. And like, I think that's okay. Yeah, I think he would be. You're right. This, what you said is really insightful here because I think what he needs to do is be a guy who's just straightforward. Like, I'm not about talking, I'm not about making you laugh. I'm about getting the job done and retaining my title. You don't have to like me. You know, that might work a lot better for him. Ugh. Yeah. Highlight of the night, Big Shamo comes out. Big Shamo is always here for us. So, like, do you think that they're setting something up here? Or do you think that Shamo was just, like, cameo by Shamo? I mean, we got to have something to do with Seamus, right? Yeah. I guess that U.S. title picture has been so just like blown up yeah so recycled at least Seamus would add something new to it I know I would love for him to take it take it please yeah. run with it but broke kick it right off him it was beautiful how he just like dropped the mic it was perfect it was it perfect. was wonderful he doesn't let us down no he doesn't never was it Shamo that said the thing about who said the thing about, oh no, that was Braun Strowman. <laughs> Never mind. I was thinking about inhaling the smoke. <laughs> nope. Seamus wouldn't do that to us. <sighs> Thanks, Seamus. Braun would though. So I don't know. I just, ugh, I'm really glad that Austin Theory, wait, he doesn't have a match, does he? This weekend? No, that's it. He... No, he doesn't. He's not on the card. Ugh, amazing. Okay, good. They were like, it's not worth flying you over there. The expense of your weight on the plane outweighs any benefit <laughs> we could get from having you there. Are we expecting um, Dickhead Paul to show up? Jake Paul? Logan? Paul Logan. Logan Paul? Logan Paul. I don't, I don't think so. I okay. mean, I hope not. I want you to apologize to our listeners for breathing that into possibility. Yeah, I hope if I didn't. You manifest us. that. I'm sorry, Oof. everybody. It just, he hasn't been around for a minute. So I'm just like, mm, is he lurking in the shadows? What do you, what do you want to bet we're stuck with him in the money in the bank match? Oh God, I bet you're absolutely right. I hope not, but here we are. <laughs> what? And also, speaking of Braun Strowman, where's he been? He disappeared. You know, uh, maybe he did inhale the smoke and now maybe. he needs some time to reflect. He might have. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, after this, we revisit our bloodline friends again. We do. Although Roman is missing. And 
Paul is relaying the message that he's Roman's not going to watch their match, re- relaying that message to the Usos, which is sad for them. Yeah, he's not he's not going to come out and help them when they might need it most. You know, he's not there for them. No, he's not. So they have to face LWO on their own. But he did forgive them, which is nice, I guess. Yeah, I don't trust yeah. it. No, you shouldn't. <laughs> you shouldn't trust it. Don't ever trust Roman Reigns. No. And I especially don't trust coming something coming from Roman Reigns through Paul Heyman because we don't know what he's up to. I think the one thing you can trust Paul Heyman to do is do you dirty. That's true. That's a good point. So at some point in this match, Wade once again (laughs) says something about, he makes like an analogy about the Usos being dogs who've like made a mess on the floor. Yeah. And like Solo is the one who gets to sleep on the fireplace. Yeah. I was just like, where are you going with this, Wade? Why is everybody a dog? I don't know that you should call everybody dogs. Sometimes when he's talking, I feel like I'm in that TikTok sound from the Steve Wilkos show where he's like, is that your man? And the girl's like, yeah, (laughs) that's my man. And I'm going to stand by him. That's what that's from. I never knew what that was from. from I think it's from the Steve Wilkos show. Amazing. Yeah. (laughs) That's my man. And I am going to stand by him, even though a smarter person would not. Do you have any thoughts on this match? Um, I thought this was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I could watch these guys fight forever. Yeah. You know, I, I thought it was great that uh, KO and Sammy were like, screw you guys. You mess with us. We're going to mess with you. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. I love their willingness to go like screw with stuff. Mm-hmm. Even though they're like the good guys. Hey, look, if someone does it to you first... They like that moral gray area. Uh-huh. I mean, let's face it. Sammy did spend months and months working his way to the top of an evil cult. Mm-hmm. And KO has a long track record as embodying all the hatred of Canada's geese. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, like, they're... They're assholes, but there are assholes, and we love them. That's true. I just don't... I want them to use their powers for good now. Arguably, getting back the dudes who came out and blindsided you in the opening segment is using your powers for good. That's true. I agree with that. I am their lawyer. This match didn't... I mean, there was nothing about this match that said to me it wasn't going to be a good match. Um, I am just kind of curious... I feel like they're trying to wrap up the bloodline Sammy KO situation. So it seems like they're trying to set this, this thing up. Um, Cause they've kind of mentioned LWO with Usos before. I think I'm just kind of curious what they're going to do with Sammy and KO and possibly Matt Riddle after. I mean, I feel like, but I guess they're on Raw. Yeah. But they're unified. Okay, anyway. Well, they are unified. So, <clears throat> I mean, they can go wherever they want, right? Yeah. They're free agents that way. Um, I think they're kind of teasing some Matt Riddle and Gunther. Mm-hmm. Maybe for the future. Seems like that's where he'll go. The mm-hmm. thing is, I can't make a prediction about KO and Sammy until approximately 
four or four thirty on Saturday afternoon because yeah. like yep. who I we'll talk about that later, but I have no real compass for where we're headed with that. I don't either. Well, is there anything else you'd like to talk about regarding a SmackDown before we get raw? Uh, no, I, as always, am ready to get raw. Yeah. Let's do it. So our dear friend Cody arrives wearing a decent suit. The tie, though. Like silvery, right? And then the white socks. Oh, I didn't see the white socks. He's doing like a Michael Jackson thing. It was, I mean, if he started moonwalking, it would have been right, right on cue. <sighs> um, so Cody's trying to live his life and like instantly Brock Lesnar attacks him. Brock Lesnar, who's like one bit of clothing away from wearing a Can- Canadian tuxedo. Yeah. I mean, he really reps Saskatchewan whenever he goes to the ring. And I love that for him. He's, um, didn't he take out like the craft services table? Yeah, he really, he did some destruction. He took out some kegs. That just makes me really sad. Like, don't take out the food and drinks, man. Like, yeah, it's so wasteful. I mean, this is why people are buying their own mahi-mahi, because when Brock is in town, he just destroys all the snacks. And or Roman buys all of the mahi-mahi up so they can't get it. <laughs> um, So, I mean, we this clearly sets the tone for chaos throughout the evening. Um, yeah. Cody potentially has this broken arm that is going to be revisited about 78 different times throughout the night in between the 300 commercial breaks and non-wrestling segments that Raw had. It was such a shame because I feel like there were good matches on this show, but more Mm -hmm. importantly, there were matches that had the potential to be so good, but they were punctuated with commercials and video yep. packages and just like people standing in the ring while a meaningless backstage segment went on. Like I've never been so bored in my life. It yeah. was not a great raw. No, this week's raw was rough. Like it was probably the worst one I remember in a long time. Mm-hmm. And like, I think the, the main event match I had like five commercial breaks or something insane. Like it was just like, what is like when they came out, when Gunter came out at 1030, I was like, oh God, like I knew it wasn't, yeah. I knew it wasn't going to be like a big beat down match because they right. have night of champions coming up. So they're not going to break anybody except for Cody apparently. So, you know, it's just going to be like, ugh, torturous. And it was, I don't understand the point of all these two and three minute matches no um it is a waste of the talent that they have it's not interesting to the fans because it's over just as you start to get heated up about it yeah i think it's the equivalent of just like watching the preview and then going home there's not enough meat in what's happening it's not great it was and i mean that we talked about this today. Like it felt like the show was six hours long. Oh God. It was so long. I mean, I texted you at one point and I was like, I swear it was 10 30, but it was almost nine 30. And you said emotionally yes. it's midnight. <laughs> it's so <laughs> accurate. How I felt. And I, so I understand like, keep that thread of Brock and Cody running through the night, keep yes. the intensity high. Yes. But then because you're going to do that, don't break up the wrestling let the wrestling break up the story building yes that's perfectly perfectly stated 
I wanted to die. <laughs> um, so after this, Paul Heyman comes out, and I do like that he was like, hey, guys, that wasn't my fault. I didn't do uh, That wasn't me, which I thought was really hilarious because nobody was pointing fingers at you at all, Paul Heyman, until you said I had nothing to do with that. It's like, um, Paul, just checking. Um, what did you have to do with that? Because you are <laughs> sus AF, my friend. Did you notice? I feel like Paul's makeup was a little paler than usual. Like I was getting like sick Victorian child vibes from him. And I was like, what's going on with Paul Heyman? Is he okay? Maybe he accidentally put on his winter shade when by now he should be transitioning <laughs> to his summer shade. That's entirely possible. Um, during this, we have Paul Heyman announcing that there are three, count them, three main events, three main <sighs> events at night can of I... champions how can you have three main events because by definition a main event equals one event because it's the primary event main event here's here's the thing <sighs> there are three main events there's a main event and two vanity main events yeah it's there's so two participation trophies yeah <laughs> yeah so like the main Ain't event it. is supposed to be what the fuck is the main? Is it it's it Cody and Brock? Maybe. Or is it Sammy <laughs> and KO? And I... <laughs> and then what's the third main? Of, like what is it? Yeah, what's the third one? What is the third I... one? I am so tired of everything that happened on Raw, up to and including everything that was said about Night of Champions. I was just like, this is bullshit. You're bullshit. I'm bullshit for putting up with this. <laughs> yeah it's like i'm sorry i'm on a tangent nancy and stranger things it's bullshit. <laughs> so like my like well i guess one of the questions i have is like it seems to me that you don't even have a main event on night of champions like you shouldn't call anything yeah. a main event on night of champions because everything technically is a main event because it's all championship matches except apparently for Rhea and um N natalia that's not a like they haven't mentioned that being a championship event well it's natalia so we all know there's no point <laughs> but do you know what i mean it. like they haven't i do like i I, uh... <laughs> I think you know i think now that i cogitate on it that the third main event is a uh, aj and seth oh yeah yeah okay it's aj and seth alan jackson um alan jackson <laughs> um he's gonna learn to do the watermelon crawl and <laughs> I um I just I don't know how this is gonna work out. Um also I don't know why Becky and Trish are even there because they are champions of anything. Yeah, yes, thank you. Excellent point. Like what the fuck is happening? Like who else has a title that they could like if it's Knight of Fucking Champions, although I'm happy he's not gonna be there, why isn't Austin Theory defending his championship? Because champion doesn't just mean a person who has a title, Jillian. A champion oh. is so much more. And Austin Theory is none of those things. <laughs> and collectively, we've decided that Trish and Becky are much more interesting than anything yeah. we could have Austin Theory do other than literally fall on his own sword. I mean, I don't disagree with that, but good <laughs> that God. That was really mean. So when there's a, you know, at the very end of Paul's kind of monologuing, when he says, like, welcome to Monday Night Raw. 
I have expected like the Saturday Night Live intro music to start playing. Like he was yes! just like, me too. I was like, do we Saturday always do night? this? I was like, what's what? What, what kind of weird ass <laughs> cold open was this? What's happening? But how great so would weird. it be if like at the end of Monday Night Raw, everybody comes out and the music is playing and they're all like hugging each other and like, thanks for watching, guys. <laughs> that would be incredible. I mean, Except I would the musical really guests would that. be garbage. It'd be like Kid Rock every other week. Guys, it's just Kid Rock is the sound of wrestling, so. <laughs> um, oh. ooh, or they would just bring out like the different bands that have recorded the music for people's theme songs i think that would yes. be cool i love that fun. and then maybe like whoever was in the main event we play their music at the yeah, end yeah i think that'd be fun mm -hmm. so uh before the saturday night live music can kick in ko and sammy interrupt the party um did you see sammy's shirt yeah he's got duct tape now it was the cutest fucking thing i've ever seen i love it i really love it I love that they both have little duct tape shirts together. Mm -hmm. And his is navy blue. <laughs> I know. Like, they don't coordinate, which is like peak boy. Well, and it can't be black because Sammy's too sunshiny for black. It's true. I'm surprised it wasn't bright yellow. <laughs> um, during this time, while Paul Heyman is skittering out, Sammy... Uh, doesn't get into it again but ko is like the bitchiest i've ever seen him oh, it was gorgeous this is where he dedicates their victory to the true <laughs> pillars of the tag team division jimmy and jay and i literally gasped and put my hand over my mouth and said you bitch it was so amazing god um ko is the kind of person to whom you say you are being so mean right now come sit over here with me <laughs> Kevin Owens is the hero that we all needed. Like, he's just making every day better. Kevin Owens is like Heather Chandler from Heathers. <laughs> Mean-spirited and hilarious. I just really hope that at some point Sammy's like, what's your damage, KO? <laughs> I'd be so happy with his little I scrunchie. Just, I love him so much. I know. They're... Ugh. Ugh. They can never go away. They can never break up. In the immortal words of my future husband, I've got some bad news. Oh. You got to do the accent, though. I've got some bad news. <laughs> I haven't done it in a while. It felt good. It felt really good. It was good, but you still did the hands, which is my favorite part. You can see them. Our listeners know they're there. I love it so much. You've always you've remained consistent over these last 15 years. <laughs> the hands are part of it. It's amazing. They just get wider and wider and wider <laughs> as we go. Um, so then Imperium interrupts and surrounds our boys. So rude. And then the broster runs in to help. So when that happened, last week it felt like we were being coy about who their tag team partner would be. And this week it's like, yeah. oh, it's Matt Riddle. Yeah, I know. I know. Like, I thought maybe it would be. Um, I always want to say his real name. What's Xavier Woods? I was going to say Austin Creed. Yeah, Xavier Woods. Like that would be fun. I think but so too. Nope. And I mean, like Matt Riddle. I'm not sad to see Matt Riddle. I love Matt Riddle, no. but I don't know why we had to play games. I know it was kind of weird. It was like 
I don't know. You kind of buried the lead. I don't know what happened there, but so this uh, will play out later, of course, when we have the single main event of the night, which is <laughs> KO and Sammy versus Imperium. Oh, and Matt that should be and Matt and Matt versus Imperium. Uh, it was just so good. Okay, so next we see uh, Ricochet versus Bronson Reed. I'm always happy mm-hmm. to see Ricochet. Same. Um, I don't know if you noticed Bronson Reed's jacket, but like I, I really have I decided that like, so he's portrayed as this like fierce, destructive dude, but like his mm-hmm. jacket belies a whimsical soul because it has like so it has like flames on it, right? But if you look closely, there's all kinds of sparkles in it. Oh, like, I sparkles love that. All over it. And I was like, well, he likes sparkles. Mm-hmm. He's got a fancy side, and I absolutely adore that. One of the things about this match, I mean, this was the first actual match. Yes, finally, wrestling happens. First actual match of the night. This match triggered, I think, in me the realization that we have somehow made it back to extremely predictable matches. Yeah. Like, it was very obvious to me that this was uh, not a squash match, but it was Bronson Reed's going to win this match. Yep. Um. And he did. He won. It didn't shock anybody. Um, Ricochet put on a hell of a show as usual because he's incredible. But like we see this at least a couple more times throughout the night. And I was just like feeling bored. I think that lent lent itself just like why I had some of some boredom. I mean, the matches were too short, right? And there was 800,000 commercials, but it was just like, this is really predictable. Yeah, it doesn't. Not every match is going to be a holy shit moment, right? But right. we should strive a little harder to get closer to that than we did. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I don't know. I, and maybe maybe it's more obvious to us because we pay like really close attention to certain things, but it just seemed really like, oh, Ricochet and Bronson. Okay, Bronson Reed's going to win because they just keep pushing yeah. him, right? Like he had a... He was like talking backstage. He has a video package. Like it's just all these things that's like it's really obvious that we're pushing Bronson Reed. I also that touches on something I wanted to mention. I've noticed that we've been having lately more and more of these video packages where it's not a backstage interview. It's not presented as like an organic conversation. It's like a wrestler just telling you who they are and what they're going to do and like basically that they're cool. They're always dorky. They never work unless they're intentionally dorky. Like they fall flat for me every time and I hate it. It's always weird and awkward and just like, why are we doing this? Yeah. Yeah. I will tell you though, there was one thing in this match. I mean, I'm not high on Bronson Reed by any stretch. He's fine. Yeah. But when he did that, like he was leaping off the ring and Ricochet kicked him in midair. Yeah. <laughs> and then he like sold it so hard. I was like, yeah. you guys are great. That's awesome. Yeah. He's yeah. That's, I mean, he's a fine wrestler. I think he like, I don't have anything against him. I'm just kind of like, oh. I really need Ricochet to get a big push. I need a big yeah. push for Ricochet. Cause he's so good. In the immortal words of Cameron Grimes to the moon. Oh God. Fuck you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, I want to jump ahead. Yeah, quite a bit, it. if that's okay with you. Um, we, s- 
we see some more of that interview that Corey Graves did with Seth, which is just like the weirdest interview. But um, we learn that Seth loves Roman, but he does not like Roman. And Seth is like, there's like some other point in this interview where it's just like he's sounds like he's running for fucking president where he's just like, yes! I'm going to be the champion for you. Like, he's like, really, this is like a real build up to him being like a super face, kind of like Cody, right? Like the hero of heroes. But I think, oh, go ahead. I think he sounds like a fictional politician in a Batman movie right now. Yeah, it's weird, right? Yeah. Anyway, Very Harvey sorry, Dent. Yes. Um, the part of this that fucking destroyed me though was this clip they showed of Alan Jackson Styles <laughs> talking about Seth. He looked like a Republican's wife who was setting up a fundraiser. Like he had this like little bob haircut. He was wearing this like blue shirt that looked like a the blue dress that what's her face used to wear. Who was that woman that worked for Bill Clinton? Oh, uh Janet Janet Reno. Uh Janet Thank Reno. You. And yep. then he had this like was well, supposed to be like metal ball necklace, but it looked like fucking pearls. Yeah. I was like Alan Jackson, you are setting up just the greatest fundraiser for the daughters of the American South. I expected them to like pull a backdrop that looked like the Constitution behind him <laughs> and for him to be like, my name is Barbara from the South. I'm the senator's wife and I'm here with Polk protecting our kids every day. A charity that keeps books out of schools. I mean, like that's what he looked like. And then they would pan over to the husband mm -hmm. and it's really about them uh weathering some cheating scandal and she's gonna stand by him mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they bring in the kids mm -hmm. and they all look like children of the corn yeah i just i died when i saw that like i remember now his hair being like that but it hasn't been like that for so long he looked so goofy he always looks like he's just had a Brazilian blowout. <laughs> and I don't know if his hair is just like that, but he always has the hair of a Republican senator's wife from the he Deep does. South. It's amazing. It's so silky. AJ, I'm sorry. You have so many good qualities, but that is not... I mean, I guess it's good hair, so really... I mean, AJ, you're a great wrestler, but a mm -hmm. terrible Republican's wife. <laughs> <laughs> Out here shaming your husband every day uh okay so um i want to jump ahead to another match that was very obviously predetermined which was candace LeRae versus zoe stark i mean again yes. we saw zoe stark wrestle last week mm -hmm. so i thought well maybe but then i'm like no it's 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 candace right candace doesn't get to win yeah um there was a moment there where i was like does corey kind of ship candace <laughs> Candace LeRae and Nikki because he's like talking about how Nikki has this huge crush on Candace and Candace is just trying to let her down easy without breaking her heart and I was like this is a real great narrative you built up in your head Corey it's really sweet um you should write this down there's a website there's actually several websites for that. <laughs> so many websites and you know you could always take it to Kindle Unlimited so uh don't tell dad about it though he will not be receptive we have proof He's just, you know, vision is not something he respects. Creativity, he'll shit on it all day, every day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, so Zoe wins, shocking no one. 
um and there's that weird moment where candace like or nikki grabs candace and hugs her happily and like kind of loses the match for yeah so i'm not sure if they've picked this back up again i mean i'm glad to see candace LeRae raising all these weird kids i love it yeah but i also like i think I think you're in a weird place and this is what i'm talking about with the two minute matches like we need to build up the next batch of women who will be main event women's yes. wrestling stars mm-hmm. because like you need the next becky the next charlotte the next bianca the next Rhea. yep and neither zoe stark nor candace becomes that person with these boring two minute matches that are so predictable and doesn't showcase them at all no, and they're they're putting a lot of energy, it feels like, into the women's tag matches and the yes. women's tag championship, as we'll, you know, see. But you're right. Like, they're really putting all their eggs in, well, three baskets at the moment because Charlotte's nowhere to be seen. Right. And, like, Bailey, they've just kind of shunted off for, uh, for tag team stuff. So it's weird. I mean, I feel like women's wrestling is in some ways in one of the best places it's ever been, but it feels mm-hmm. like it's not at the peak that it was a couple years ago. Okay. Um, and not because of the performers, but it feels like suddenly yeah. we're back in this weird era of valets and mm-hmm. women's matches that are quite honestly a joke. I mean, that was like a women's match from a 2005 episode of Raw. Yeah, it wasn't great. Much better competitors. Yes, I agree. So that's my rant on that. Um, no, I think you're totally right. Thank you. You're welcome. So after this, we see Byron backstage with Mustafa Ali. Mm -hmm. And one of the weirder segments I think I've ever seen, just because all of a sudden Mustafa Ali is like back to quote unquote normal and he's just gonna like be real for a minute like what the fuck what like I get that like he's excited about this chance right which he's absolutely gonna lose but like it's wonderful that he has this shot and I get that like it sucks that he has this shot as like this super positive dude because as himself as a wrestler he's amazing but it just seems really weird that like well, we've shut we've shut off that character now. Did so, that feel weird to you at all? It felt weird to me, and the only way it makes sense to me if they're like, "This is really stupid. We're just gonna proceed <laughs> in a com-. you know, like sometimes yes. you have to cut bait. And if yeah. they were cutting bait, then that's great. If after Night of Champions, he's right back to being Mister Positivity, I. It's like, it's like back when Kofi Kingston was Jamaican. Yeah, and he had that Jamaican accent, and then just one day he didn't anymore, and they were just like, "JK, he's somebody else now." It, I mean, it feels like that, like just like, nope, yes, he's not doing this anymore. And it was just like the weirdest bit for like two months. Yeah, and maybe it's, they realized it's like it's shit, and nobody likes it, so they're just cutting it. I don't know. That's what I hope. Like we can just, I'll be happy to pretend it didn't happen. Yeah, I will never talk about it again if if that's the agreement. Great. Yeah. Well, during this, we see old man Lesnar groping <laughs> his way on through, just like, yeah, kid. And like, what did he say to? He said something. He said, what did he get say? Get a life. Yeah. <laughs> like a mean old man picking on kids. Oh, my God. 1986 called Brock. 
Um, so Brock goes out and issues this open call. Yes. For anyone to fight him. Which is like so weird. But, and of course, who answers that call? Cody the hero Rhodes. Cody is basically at this point, no thoughts, oh. only vibes. And the vibe is get yourself killed. It really is. Um, and Brock beats him up again. <laughs> As per usual. Like, it's just, I don't know. I mean, I look, I mean, we're going to talk about our predictions, but like, once again, I'm picking Cody because I have to, I have no other choice, but I'm hoping all of this is just to make his victory that much sweeter. That much more poetic. BT dubs, this also isn't a championship match. No, no, it isn't. Um, uh, I, maybe we're fighting for who can be the champion of Raw viewers' hearts. I, maybe. Brock I wants to be America's sweetheart. He's tired of Cody. I just... I so, um, again... Uh, there's more speculation about Cody's arm. <laughs> I mean, Cody's arm is the real MVP of the show. <laughs> we keep seeing like people checking in. A ref at some point is like, hey, man, we tried to help Cody and he wouldn't listen. <laughs> because obviously the referees, that's their job to go backstage and counsel wrestlers in times of need. Cody has basically turned into an inconsolable three-year-old at daycare. And they're oh like, God. look. We got to call his mom, okay? Like, I just, it's its not ending. It's bad. He was really he will, pouty. He will not let anyone put the Band-Aid on or clean out his knee, and we're going to have to call his mom at work, even though she said not to anymore. And actually, that's kind of what happens. It's true. <laughs> well, before we get there, uh, we see Raquel Rodriguez versus Sonya Deville, and Raquel has a new T-shirt. Yes. It said Poderosa. What did the bottom say? Um, Peligrosa. Peligrosa. Thank you. Powerful, dangerous. So, which I liked. Can I share something embarrassing about that? Please. So Peligrosa is often on the signs that are put up in restrooms that have been recently mopped. Mm, yeah. Which um, my whole life I have assumed that peligroso meant wet floor or slippery. (laughs) Thus, I was very confused for a hot minute about Raquel's shirt until I looked it up and realized that I really need to get on Duolingo and stop being so basic. Um, Yeah, usually that'll say piso mojado, which is wet floor. Yep, yep. (laughs) I I had a real come to Jesus moment with a piso mojado last night, and I learned. I thought at first you were going to say that you thought Poderosa said Ponderosa. (laughs) Which would also be an acceptable, hilarious answer. I mean, if she's like arguing that we bring back the Ponderosa buffet, it's hard to argue with. They still exist, I think, in some places. Do they? I think I went to one like, I don't know, within the last 20 years, but I guess that's a really long time. Oh, it's exciting. Um, so we we know that uh, Raquel and Liv had to vacate their titles. Get well soon, Liv. No free birds rules here, sadly. Seems uncool. Um, so they're going to be in a match next week against, I can't remember everybody, but 
Rhonda and Shayna, and you don't have to um, remember everybody. Rhonda and Shayna. Yeah, that's yeah, very good point. They're gonna win, right? Mm-hmm. Gross. But um, Raquel wins the match, which again, not not a shocker. But um, Shotzi comes out to help because Chelsea yeah. comes out to beat up on Raquel, and I like these two together. I think they're fine. I mean, I. I had forgotten that they had tagged together before. Oh, I forgot and too. I guess like I don't think they have the chemistry that Raquel and Liv do, but okay. you know, it's newer. I feel right. like also I'm biased against Shotzi because she's one of those people that you bring out when you need somebody cute and spunky, but you absolutely know she's not gonna win shit because she's Shotzi. Yeah. I feel bad but for Shotzi. I like her. She's good at what she does. Mm-hmm. She's a cutie. She seems mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. I don't know. Um, so we'll see that match unfold next week, not at Night of Champions. Right, because, I mean, why would you have a championship match at Night of Champions? That's stupid. Well, um, next we see Becky. We do. And Trish coming out for the contract signing for as trish likes to call it night of champion yeah yeah <laughs> that's how she says it eh that's what it's about oh my god i was like there's an s there's an s and the s say the s um becky and seth clearly shop together oh my god i was just like i just assume that they're just trying to outdo each other all the time yeah i think so i think so Remember that really cute video where they're at WrestleMania and she sees yes. his outfit and he's like, I told you <laughs> she's I, really jealous. I, I told you it was crazy. I just love that. Mm-hmm. They're great. I, they're, they are I Also, great. there was no fucking way she could see a goddamn thing in those glasses. No, I felt like she kept putting her head back at this weird angle and I was like, you should just take them off so that she could see what was happening because she was going to yeah. fall and die in those giant clunky heels. I know I was really yeah. worried. Was I was really worried. Um, <laughs> I mean, the contract signing was as contract signings go. You know, lots of sass. Um, I'm gonna beat you up. No, I'm gonna beat you up. Table flip, exit, stage right. Becky had like some weird poetry at one point. That was awkward. Yeah, yeah. And she then was waxing. She did something that I thought was like super rude and a great dick move where she did the barking like a dog thing. Yeah, that was weird. Well, do you know what that's about? No. Okay, so this is back in the annals of professional wrestling. And honestly, like some of the context is lost for me. Okay. But at some point there was this storyline where Linda McMahon, who was an on-screen character on and off at this point, is in some sort of like coma or something and they're like <laughs> wheeling course. her around in a wheelchair oh god and vince and trish are having some kind of affair oh but then at some point everything goes wrong and he like has her out in the ring and he's like making her like get undressed and get on her knees and bark like a dog oh god it was deeply deeply fucked up and it's weird Uh, that it was probably less than 20 years ago that it happened on television for all to enjoy oh my god so that's what i mean like honestly if you're familiar with that it made what becky was saying like you know trish kind of got upset by it yeah it made it feel like a real punch in the gut yeah 
Oh, that's so gross. God, he's such a disgusting piece of shit. I'll see if I can find a video to send you. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Thank You're you. welcome. You're uh, welcome. God damn Thank it. you, Abigail. <laughs> that's uh, that's rough. It's I mean, I, like it was some brilliant promo yeah. cutting, but yeah. it was uh, wow. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of emotional shit that wrestlers like put up with in order to have these great promos like i'm sure you know they all know i mean for the most part right i know there are wrestlers that genuinely hate each other but like even knowing it's in the spirit of the thing that we're doing it's still like (laughs) it still sucks i think about how many times jeff hardy has been part of a storyline where people are cutting promos with like you're a worthless addict and you'll never change and you ruin everyone's life and it's like that's um not yeah. something you should even be told is as part of a story at work. Nope. <laughs> yeah, no, Aft. absolutely not. There's no HR. There is no HR. And if it was, Vince would run it, so. That's true. Yeah. Anything else you want to say about these two ladies? No, but it did remind me something I wanted to tell you about Vince. Oh. Is it okay if I slide it in here? Please. That was the wrong time to say slide it slide in. Slide it um, in. Okay. Wow. That's a real I read an, Oh my goodness, I didn't know that. Um so, I think it's an old white snake song. I'm gonna look it up. Slide it Earl, in. Anyway, last continue. week I read an article then I you know, I didn't verify that this is true, but it seemed reputable that part of Vince's contract with this newly formed company that encompasses WWE and UFC mm-hmm. is that he will be in the role he currently occupies as like the guy in charge until yeah. he dies. <laughs> that doesn't surprise Literally, me one bit. Until he quits, is incapacitated, or dies. So dad, I'm going to need you to get him alone in a stairwell yeah. and I'm going to need you to do something for us. And I don't yeah. just mean the two of us, I mean all of us. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. People trip down the um, stairs all the time. For legal purposes, this is a joke. Yes. And we are not soliciting a hit. No. This of is course a joke. Not. It's an absolute joke. God Just bless like Vince. Vince. God bless. Um <laughs> thank you for sliding that in. Um Anytime. after this, we see our Dom Dom. And mommy. And mommy. And he's going to fight Apollo Crews. So this will be the first time we see Apollo Crews since he's come up from NXT after he went yeah. back to NXT from having come up from NXT. <laughs> it's it's a little bit yeah. of shoots and ladders. He's up it and is. he's down. Oh, that's such a good analogy. Um, two things about this match. One, mm. there was an adorable little twirl that Dom did with Rhea at the end of the match yeah. where he like twirled her around. That was adorable. Two, way to ruin the dude who just came up. I know. What I the know. fuck I, was this? And I want to give Dom Dom some credit here because his frog splash at the end was very good. Yes, he's improved a lot. He's really improving, but I also feel like he is not in a place to get a legitimate victory over Apollo Cruz. Well, and I just or really understand. any kind of victory over Apollo Cruz. Well, why is every other person that's come up won their match, but not Apollo Cruz? That's a great question. It's fucking weird. Like, well, I guess one of them has to lose, so it doesn't look so obvious. But like, come on, my dudes, come on. Yeah. It was it's like if nothing else, weird. 
like maybe just consider the optics of the choices you made, it, you know, because I know you guys don't care about much else, but think about the optics. Yeah. Have we seen, um, shoot, what's her face? Has she wrestled um, Indy? Indy, Indy Hartwell? Has she wrestled yet? No, but she has a legitimate injury. Oh, she's injured. Okay. Yeah, she had a boot on the last time we saw her, so. Oh, okay, okay. And I was like, I want to see her wrestle. Okay, that makes sense. Okay. Me too. So yeah, that was just kind of a weird, I was like, why are we doing this? Um, I don't really have anything else to say about that, except I was like, um, maybe don't. Maybe not. Yeah. All right, well, let's get to the two main events of the night. <laughs> Um, Our first of 27 main events. Sammy K.O. and Matt versus Imperium. Gunter Giovanni Vinci. I love how she says his name. And I Ludwig Kaiser. Yeah. Oh, she's great. Did you notice how she said Maxine Dupree's name? No. She says like Maxine Dupree. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was really cute. I yeah, love her. She's like a little high pitch thing. Mm -hmm. She's great. Um, Bless. I like, I just, I meant to say this before, but like, I love that Matt Riddle has painted nails. I do too. And I love that he matches them to his trunks. Yes. It's delightful. Do you think he paints his own nails? Or do you think he has them done? I mean, they usually look pretty good. So I'm going to base this on my own abilities to paint my own nails and say he has <laughs> like somebody backstage do it for him. But yeah, maybe a friend, maybe a loved one, but you know, maybe he's just has really steady hands. I hope it's KO. I hope it's KO too. I would love that moment. What if he's just backstage? He's like, I need somebody with daughters to help me. <laughs> somebody. I'm not going to make a woman do this labor, but I need some help. And KO's like, I got you. Who paints nails? Get over here. Mm -hmm. Um. So this match was, I, I think, everything I expected it to be, right? Like, yes. Bonkers. Haluva kicks everywhere. Um. There was, what was it that K.O. K.O. did a, a German suplex, which I'm not used to seeing him do. Yeah. And it was a little scary. <laughs> I mean, the German suplex is inherently frightening, right? Because it, it looks it. like you're going to kill a dude. I hate it. I hate his the German very, suplex. His is very clean, though. Very yeah. good. It's like uh, the exploder that Sammy does in the corner. Um, like, I always think someone's going to die when he does that, too. I absolutely maintain that the exploder in the corner is legalized murder. It's so terrifying. Mm -hmm. It's just like such a tiny space. Yes. <sighs> but um, this was, I mean, it was a solid match. It was a good match. Do you think that we'll see more of these dudes matched up? Or do you think this is just kind of a throwaway because we need to fill some time? I mean, I don't know because I really enjoy them together. I think mm -hmm. that I, I think the personality that Imperium has shown in a storyline with these guys has been terrific. Yeah. Like, I'd yeah. like to see them keep circling around each other. Maybe this is as Sammy and KO transition away from the bloodline. Mm -hmm. You know, they play that supporting role for Matt Riddle that he's been playing for them as he takes on Gunther. Yeah. I have enjoyed getting more Imperium personality, kind of like you said. Like, it's been fun to see them be a little sort of goofier, I guess. Mm -hmm. You know, like, subtle goofy. I really enjoy that. So, and I'm I'm really, I like Gunther a lot more now. Yeah. I do have, I have one really big criticism of this match. Please. 
just as he was about to hand off the coat to Ludwig, they cut to commercial. I'm like, let me see the coat exchange. Yeah. Why would you take that from me? I think that was dad's doing. He doesn't want us to have any joy. I just like, dad, what did we do? Was when we threatened to teach your kids about Tumblr? Because that was a joke. It was a total joke. We'd never do that. We'd but show them we live might... journal first. Right. You have to start with a strong foundation <laughs> of live journal. Now, we might send you a lot of Tumblr links in our next letter. Yeah. But. I think we might have to Tumblr spam you, dad, because you seem to have stopped mm -hmm. listening to us. Mm-hmm. Although, I have to say, Matt's trunks were less offensive than usual. Yeah. Yeah, I got to give you that. So they maybe, like you know what? The crotch strip seemed a little, a little wider and safer. A little more robust. Maybe we need to give dad more credit because, like, he's dealing with Vince. <laughs> he's dealing with all this stuff going on on the show he's got his own personal life you know like he's trying to take care of these issues both cody and matt were more appropriately dressed and those were two issues we directly asked him to handle so that's true all right thanks dad we're sorry thanks dad thanks trish okay she thanks won't come everybody. after us now <laughs> <laughs> anything else about this match no that was it okay well, the second main event of the night. <laughs> uh, Dad shows up. Dad appears in the dressing room with Cody. It was like an episode of Seventh Heaven. Being so dadly. Yeah, there was like Hand a moral the knee, at the end. Super yeah. dadly. Uh, Cody's having a hissy fit. Cody's being very pouty. We very... all have to pretend that his arm is broken. I, I mean... I was just like, like when he like bends over and starts packing stuff with his arm, like his broken arm, he's like leaning on it. I'm like, my dude, <laughs> that's not, that's not how it works with a broken arm. <sighs> it's really hard to fake like an immense amount of pain unless you're, you know, like actively experiencing immense amount of pain. Like it's just so hard to fake that, but. I think so. Yeah. Uh, Cody seems to be really concerned, um, irrationally so about like. Mm -hmm what this means for him and how he's got to fight Brock Lesnar and dad's like Cody my dude we saw you wrestle with a, a, a ripped boob we get it right if you fought through that titty rupture you <laughs> buddy I feel like it's great because Cody is like it would be much worse not to try to kill Brock than to be actively killed by Brock so <laughs> exactly I must. And I, I do feel like one thing they're showing really well is that Cody had started to get out of his own head on this stuff. Mm -hmm. And Brock put him right back in his own head. Yeah, he did. Now, like, he is back letting Brock call the shots on him. It's actually, like, I hate to say it, it's really good storytelling from both of them. Hey, credit where credit is due. Yeah. It's all good. You're right. Props to Bork. I'm glad you pointed that out, though. Thank you. Because I'm usually just like, I want to complain about everything. Well, we do. That's how we do. Um, have you seen Monty Python and the Holy Grail? I have. Okay. So this moment to me felt very much like the moment when Arthur is facing the Black Knight in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, Cody's like, what? It's just my arm's broken. It's no big deal. You know, and the Black Knight's like, it's just a flesh wound. And he's like, your <sighs> It's just like it gave me that vibe 1000% and I was just like delighted in my head as I was watching this because I was so tired because I never stay up 
all the way to the end of raw yeah i was delirious but it was wonderful it's true i and i really love that the vibe of this was dad realizing that cody is in fact just really really dumb and being like good for you buddy if you're gonna yeah. be dumb you gotta be tough and i see you're tough i'm just gonna have you sign this release here that says yeah. you can't sue us it's totally <laughs> fine it's just a flesh wound i agree with you good stuff well well wow. that brings us to the end of raw this week finally um i feel like we just finished watching it uh 10 minutes ago because it was the <laughs> longest episode in history but it's actually still going now's the part of the program where we do our night of champions predictions Woo! we find out how wrong we are about everything yeah hey hey, hey. okay first up main event number one <laughs> Cody versus Brock. Who you got? Uh, uh, I, um, I hate myself. You picked Bork Laser. Okay. Here's the thing. I don't think this ends at night of champions. Okay. I think Cody got the first one. I think Brock's going to get the second one. Oh. And I think Cody's going to get the final match. Is this a money in the bank or a SummerSlam? I don't know. I feel, feel summer like slammy. It, it feels summer slammy, but they got to do something at Money in the Bank. Yeah. Now I suppose true. what could happen is that Cody could get owned by Brock. He goes on to be in the Money in the Bank, and Brock comes out and costs him it, and then it would be an interesting storyline for Cody mm. to be like, "You've taken everything from me twice. What is wrong <laughs> with you?" Yeah. Like I was gonna accept my defeat, but now I'm. Um, that for sure needs it. to go in this week's letter to dad. Okay. It's a really I'll good let him suggestion. Know. I'll let him know. I chose Cody because I have to choose Cody. I want Cody to win. I mean, that's all I want. I know. But I feel like your prediction is pretty good. I mean, like, I don't know. We'll see what happens. My heart wants Cody. My brain says Bork. <laughs> um, main event number two, KO and Sammy versus Roman Reigns and Solo obviously it's the tag team that has dedicated their win to the real pillars of the tag team division <laughs> it's ko and sammy or else i riot they're gonna win it for the usos yes they're gonna win it for the usos i too have chosen ko and sammy and maybe this will be the moment when the usos and ko and sammy That's join fun. forces so i noticed that Paul Heyman, when he was talking to KO and Sammy on Raw, said that the Usos will not be at Night of Champions. Oh. Yeah, I guess he did say that, didn't he? Yes. Mm. I don't believe that. I, don't I believe think that. when we left the Usos this week, they were a little pissed. Yeah, I they'll be there. I think they're going to be there, and I want to believe that this is their moment to break free because Jimmy is finally on board. It, they're too hot right now, like just practically to not take them there, right? Because mm -hmm. the the shows in Saudi Arabia are always about like mega spectacle. It's a and, showcase. Like, show us all the things that we want to see. So, um, there's no way they're not there. If they aren't, I'm going to be shocked to my core and bummed to my core. No, I, I do think, and I hate myself for saying this. 
I, no, I don't hate myself for saying it. I can see them putting these titles on Roman and Solo. I can see oh, them yeah. doing it. I can see it too. And then Roman wins the <laughs> championship. And then he takes out Bianca and he takes out Rhea and he takes out Austin Theory. And that's the only good part of the whole thing. And, and then we see him like hula hooping with all of the titles around him in the center of the ring. And he's right. going to win the world uh, break the world record for longest hula hooping and like all of a sudden he's on an aew pay-per-view facing mjf <laughs> and he's fighting for the trios champion he's taking on jig cargo for the tbs tv championship just like he is like the guy that the silver surfer is the herald for who eats worlds galactus maybe basically roman reigns eats titles like that guy eats worlds Ugh. In my nightmares. I don't want it. Do not want. Main event number three. Seth versus Alan Jackson. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, as much as I respect the power of 90s country music, I've got to go with Seth Rollins because that's where my heart lies. I pick Seth too. Also, it's the raw title. So like you know and also they did this like huge long interview with seth rollins and like did fuck all with alan jackson except to show him like a thousand years ago in his republican wife phase well and he also did get irritated by grayson waller so there was that that's true yeah the build-up is not equal no not at all okay seth please please win it for all of us do it for us seth um Oh God! So if he does win, ugh, I hope they don't decide to do something like then it's because Seth, you know, was talking about Roman Reigns, right? So like then it's gonna be Seth versus Roman for the unified. <laughs> I would just be so pissed. I spent the whole time the WWE fans were like, "We're sick of Roman Reigns," being like, "I'm not. I like Roman I Reigns. I think Roman Reigns is deserving and great." And now I'm I like, remember. "Roman, get the fuck out of here." yeah you were you stood strong i was like i was super sick of roman you were like i love him and i was like all right you do you the shield really was a pivotal moment for me and they earned so much goodwill with me that i will almost never be able to dislike anyone in the shield I but roman's pushing it it. yeah he is sad sadness um okay non-main event non-main events gunter versus mustafa ali i know it you know it and mustafa ali knows it gunther yeah I mean, that's not even under, up for debate. Um, Bianca versus Asuka. This is a championship, right? I feel like I haven't heard them say that it's a championship. It's. I don't think they have to. It's a championship match. Okay. Um, Bianca, I don't actually think any titles are changing hands Okay. on Saturday. I just don't. And that's part of what makes me nervous about KO and Sammy. But I digress. Bianca. Or as Wade Barrett would say, Bianca. Bianca. Um, I went with Asuka just for shits and gigs. <gasps> Something different. I mean, I don't That's think fair. she'll actually win, but I was like, yeah, I'll say Asuka just in case. Who knows? Yeah, give it a shot. Give it a go. Bianca's broken her record now, so she can, mm-hmm. you know, maybe they want to take it from her. I, But like you, I mean, this doesn't seem like the place to do it. I guess the thing is, it feels like Bianca might be ready for a change. Mm-hmm. And I've seen a few articles about a potential heel turn for Bianca Belair. What? So maybe this is maybe this is where the heel turn starts. Ugh. 
I mean, she that was kind of heelish so in NXT, sad. so was I she? think she can okay. be an excellent heel, yeah. I know, I just think of all those little girls that love her so much. <laughs> They're still going to love her because little girls need villain role models, too. That's true. I mean, they still love Bailey. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, Trish versus Becky. I think, and this may be controversial, I'm calling it for Trish. Ooh. Because I also think we're not done here. I think we're going to keep building on this story. Oh, okay. Okay. I feel like last week I said, Trish, I went with Becky this week. I don't know why. I I don't care one way or the other. Like, I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean, like, I'm not really... I'm going to be fine if either of them wins. Like, they're both that's, it's, that's, they're both fun. It'll be fun. That's how I feel, too. I'm just happy to be here for this yeah, one. Yeah, exactly. I'm along for the ride. And last but not least, Rhea versus Natalia. I don't even want to dignify this with a response, but I will because I respect you as my co-host, Rhea Ripley. This feels like a Gunther versus Mustafa situation. Like, yes, uh, Rhea's going to win. If mm-hmm. she doesn't, I riot. The title is secure. I am not concerned. Mommy has this on lockdown. I hope so. Well, those are our predictions. Um, We will explain, go over whether our predictions were true on next week's episode. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm excited again because, you know, I get to watch the pay-per-view in the middle of the day and that's always nice. So I'm looking forward to it. Any final thoughts from you today, Abigail? Um, You know, it's a personal one, just that Saturday is going to be a really exciting day for me because uh, not only do I have Night of Champions, but I have Fast uh, 10 in the evening. So I'm excited for you. Really loaded with action on Saturday, and I I can't wait to hear about it. I'm hoping that we're still pretending that Paul Walker's character is alive. Do they just pretend the whole time? Yeah, yeah. It's always like he's coming over, or he's st- sitting this one out with the kids. Yeah, it's super okay. uncomfortable, but it's it's part of the family. Okay. All right. Anyway, yeah. So just yeah. a high note for me personally. Stay tuned for next week. Stay tuned next week when you um, Fast and Furious is for girls. I completely lost my brain on that one. <laughs> I mean, I get it. It has that effect. <laughs> well. We hope that this episode wasn't as seemingly interminable as this week's Raw. Thank you for joining us. And remember, we love you. 